you know, I'm thinking of that that old hymn. I don't know how old it is even, but I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. There's no more chains holding me. My soul is arresting. Oh, what a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I am free. I mean, that's... To me, that's gorgeous. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I think you just get in and inundated with life. Oh my gosh, we just get so busy sometimes. You know what I mean? We just do. And it's so easy to forget that we don't have to hold the world together. It's very easy to pretend and to really believe that if we don't hold it up, it's going to fall. And it's almost like our minds can't think of any alternative between doing everything lest everything fall apart or that or that resting means doing nothing. I don't think that's true at all. I think there's something far more beautiful in learning to be happy. And I don't think that we do that very often. I don't think we do that. I don't think we let God help us because we think we're letting him down by learning to relax. And it's a little hard when we don't have people in our lives who can tell us to calm the heck down. You know what I mean? It's a little hard when we're in our own heads only. I mean, we were created to be in community. If for no other reason, sociology can tell us that. Otherwise, we wouldn't be forming communities of any kind. But I think we need to hear it from another person's mouth. We need to hear someone say, you need to chill. You, you've, you're going about this all wrong. No, I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound by those old things that used to get me. Doesn't mean you're never going to struggle again. Doesn't mean you're not going to mess up every now and again. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have those days or even weeks sometimes where your mind is just trapped in that old way of thinking because you get busy. But you remember, this is a prison that doesn't have a door. And you, all you got to do is walk right out. And thank God the Holy Spirit just kind of leads you out and says, you don't need to be there. No, we don't need to be there. And instead of beating ourselves up, we just hear that voice say, let's, let's go this way. Let's go this way. I mean, think about it when you read the Bible. How many of us, we hear God as this, especially we hear the person of Christ, this just angry, stoic, in-your-face person. You know what I mean? Do you ever read any of the things he says with compassion in mind? You know what I'm saying? You ever just think about... The woman caught on adultery. Where are your accusers? Sir, they are not here. Well, then neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You are free, baby. I mean, we have got to start living in joy a little bit more than we do. And I don't think we do because, again, we get busy. We buy into the lie that all we're meant for is to be productive. All we're meant for is to improve in every facet, like we're a machine. But we're not a machine. We've never been machines. 
And I think we mistreat ourselves sometimes to the point that we reduce the image of God in us to what we can do, and that's it. So we see ourselves merely as something to be fixed rather than someone to be loved. You know, I, I think sometimes it's hard to even shake ourselves out of that because we won't have people in our lives who can, who can just, and I mean this literally, love the hell right out of us. See, because I, I don't, I don't want to have, I don't have time for a gospel that is just rules and regulations and endless condemnations, because that isn't the gospel, to me at least. No, the, the gospel is, praise God, I'm free. My soul is resting. Oh, what a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, I am free. I mean, that is what it's about. You ever seen that thing, or heard that thing that people say, where they say, I really hope when I'm a parent someday, that when my kids screw up, they're not going to say, oh my gosh, my dad can't find out. But I really hope that they say, when they screw up, I need to call my dad. You don't think God's any different from that? If you, though you are evil, know how to give your kids good gifts, how much more your Father in Heaven? And I think it's because we don't slow down enough. I think it's because we don't go on walks by ourselves enough in safe places and ways so we can hear that voice of God saying, I, I've got you. You don't need to be worrying about this. Just let me have that. You see, it's a gentle voice. It's a still, small voice. It's not in your face. It's not screaming at you from the sidelines. No, Jesus is the one that when you're in a pit, he doesn't tell you how to get out of it. He helps you out of it. It's a hand coming down into that pit, helping you get out. And I, I am going to, as of late, now that I'm living in my first house, kind of in an established routine, things are consistent now for what feels like the first time in a long time. I'm in the city I'm working in. I'm living in the city. My friends are in this area. I'm not driving far away to church and everything like that. And I think I'm going to start making myself live into the rhythm of joy. I and with others. Some of us have been hurt by the church, I know that. And sometimes the church hasn't done a very good job of saying I'm sorry. I know. See, but I do know those Christians who say they're sorry. I do know those Christians who say, I screwed up big time. I'm so sorry. Here's what was going through my head. I didn't mean to do that, but I did, and I'm sorry. I mean, you'd be surprised what a sincere I am sorry will do for a person. It doesn't take away all the pain all the time. But you begin to realize that that's somebody you can trust. And not the half-baked, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, every time you screw up and they, there's no real intention to change, but a real person who just gets caught up and makes a mistake because we all make mistakes. And saying, you know, it's okay. Because the average person, the average sincere person out there is not living their life just to hurt you. They're not going around saying, oh, I can't really, I can't wait to screw this person's life up. I can't. I can't wait to, to ruin their day. I can't work, wait to treat them like crap. 
I mean, especially the average Christian whose heart is in the right place. Their goal is not to mess up your life. It's not. And people leave churches for far less, right? How dare they think that? How dare they say that? How dare they do that? I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. As if we're not going to find people at that church, too. I mean, what the heck is stopping us from saying, hey, when you said that, that really hurt. And I'm not trying to get in your face. I'm not trying to tell you I hate you. I'm not saying I'm not forgiving. But I just needed you to know. Because the average Christian is going to say, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. The average, well-intended, sincere Christian is not going to say, how dare you bring that to my face. Some may. There's, there's some people who are carnal out there who claim the name of Jesus and never forgive and are bitter and they won't talk to people for years on end because they're all hot and bothered about something. My God, our religion is based on forgiveness. Not the kind of forgiveness that says, oh yeah, it's okay, it's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Almost always. But forgiveness is, get, is taking away that, that right to destroy someone else for what they've done for you, for what they've done to you. It's choosing not to get hung up on something eternally when you can realize that they're human too and that they need God just like you do. And so you're going to pray and you're going to still love them. Maybe you're not going to invite them over every day to your house. Although maybe that is something God might have you do. I don't know. But it's going to be redemptive for you and them. I know that. But man, I don't understand how many Christians just give each other the silent treatment. I mean, as if Christ didn't live and die for us and rise again from the dead. We just act like it's no big deal. We're just going to live our lives. And that ought to tell you a little bit of, how, of who we really act like is Lord of our lives. We call him Lord. Why do, you do, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? I'm not saying we're going to do it perfectly. We're not. But goodness gracious, there's got to be some moment in our heart and lives where we hear the gentle voice of the Holy Spirit saying, you are so, so worried about all these things. One thing really matters. You need to tell that person you're sorry. I want you to tell them that they hurt you. I want you to tell them that you forgive them. I want you to tell them that it's okay. Because some things are okay. Some things are just, that was just a mistake. And then some things do need to be, hey, this was hurtful. But because I've been forgiven of much, I'm going to forgive of much. It doesn't mean being a doormat in the way that people think about it. It doesn't mean you don't put up boundaries. It doesn't mean you don't say no. You do. But you are not going to go around acting like a scorned 12-year-old. How dare somebody wrong you? As if we've not done that to them. I'm telling you what, though, and I mean this literally. Bitterness is a hell of a thing. It is a hell of a thing. I mean, you got to find the right, appropriate way to, ch to vent that anger, that frustration... Not to a person that you haven't prepared to talk to either. But so that you can forgive and move on. And what if they're not sorry? Remember that song, Truth Be Told, it doesn't matter if they're sorry or not? Because it doesn't. 
Yeah, it'd be better if they were, and they should be. Yes, they should be. But you got to live your own life for crying out loud. You got to move on without holding people with a debt over their head that they may not even be aware about because you haven't told them. Or maybe you have told them and they didn't know what to do. Or maybe they tried to explain their side of it and you didn't want to hear it. But you got to forgive them. Otherwise, don't pretend that Jesus is your Lord. I mean, you're your Lord. Right? Don't bother putting Christ's name in that. You think when they go home and you and 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 they're like they call themselves a Christian? Yeah, we all make mistakes. But my goodness, we have got to grow up in the faith a little bit. I haven't done an episode in, in uh, a consistent episode in a while because I've just been kind of going through, just kind of trying to keep my head above water, and. I think for me, talking is how I understand things. And I guess it's just, it helps me map out what I'm really feeling so I can move forward. You know what I mean? Some of you, it may be different, and you gotta find those ways. Maybe it's with a friend, maybe it's going on a walk and talking to God, maybe it's taking a nature walk and just letting the beauty of creation speak love into your life letting the beauty of what you see remind you that god is with you remind you that he's helping you remind you that he's for you reminding you that you're not alone and that you can trust those promises you've heard you know maybe it's that maybe it's seeing a counselor for many of us counseling would help i've seen a counselor it's very helpful it's not weak and by the way as christians why why are some of us trying to act like these tough guys when it's the meek and the mild who are going to inherit the kingdom of God. You want to be first? You'll have to be last. It's taking those traditional ways of doing things, turning them on their heads. Right? And, and I just don't believe that we can avoid confronting these things. I mean, do you enjoy being miserable? Do I enjoy being miserable? I mean, what's wrong with us? And God doesn't come to us and say that. What's wrong with you? He knows how to talk to us. He knows what we need to hear, when we need to hear it, and how we need to hear it. Because he knows us intimately. I'm just saying we have got to learn to find joy and peace in our lives. To move on when we've been wronged. I don't do this perfectly. I'm not saying I do. But we have to make the effort. We have to make a step forward. Or we'll be trapped forever in our own hatred, our own bitterness, our own unforgiveness. And all the while, Christ is bidding us to move past it. Not to do what we can't handle with him. See, we need to get outside of our own heads. And I think that's what I'm learning recently is we cannot do it alone. We need those people close to us. We need them consistently. And I just don't want to live my life as a miserable Christian. Because when I'm miserable, I don't really feel like being nice to people. It's not that I'm a jerk. I'm usually pretty good at holding my tongue. I'm usually good at not just exploding at people. That doesn't mean that there's not more opportunity for me to treat others well. You ever see those people who someone cuts you off in traffic or something, or they, they do something stupid, or they pass you and then they flip you off, which I've seen way too many times and I don't even drive that poorly. 
but that's neither here nor there. Um, and you're just like, goodness gracious, what the heck is wrong with them? Calm down. It's just, you know, you're. I was just going not as fast as you wanted me to. Calm the heck down. It's not the end of the world. And, like, do you ever wonder, like, those people, like, maybe they came from the hospital. And someone they love just died. And they, they're just, they're just hurting. Or maybe they just got fired. Or maybe someone in their family just said something very hurtful to them. Or maybe they're just really, really tired from work. From their relationships that aren't going too well. From maybe their own harsh self-criticism. I don't know what it is. I'm not, and that's not saying their response is the right one. You know, I, those, those things still kind of bother me when those happen. It's like, come on, dude, calm down. But don't you think... Don't you think that God has that understanding for you when you mess up? They've been going through a lot lately. See, it's the accuser who brings up those kinds of things. It's not... It's not the voice of God. It is not the voice of God that comes to us and just accuses, accuses, accuses. No, he provides us a way forward, a way out, a way past with understanding that changes how we think, how we are, how we operate in the world. Because any of you who know the Lord, you're not the same as you were. even in just in your temperament. And if you are the same, that's not a warning of condemnation. I'm telling you, there is so much more. I refuse to live a life where I ignore the graciousness of the God who's with me. I was thinking of this the other day, or I was talking to someone. I, I can't imagine a world where I'm not following Christ perfectly, no, I'm not doing that perfectly. I'm not. If it's not areas where I need to learn to trust him better, then it's better time management in some things, and in some ways it's getting my own head out of the way. But you know, I never find the voice of God condescending me. Condescending to me. Well, you knew better. What were you thinking? You don't think he knows? He's so kind to us. And when you can't feel it, sometimes the only thing you can do is just trust. I'm going to make it. Yes, I am. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I am free. Because there's a reason Christ talks about, you know, sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom ahead of some of these Pharisees. Why? Because they know what it's like to be down. And when they feel that love of God in their life, when they hear God reaching at his hand, ooh, they come running. Why? Because love changes a man. Love changes a heart. Love washes away a lot of things. When we got Rig, our, our rescue dog, you know how much, if you know me personally, I'm obnoxious with love for that dog. He's such a sweetheart. He's so adorable. He is such a good dog, you know? And when we first got him, he was a little... He was a little shy, still. 
He was shy. When we put out food for him, he waited a little bit. When we gave him a treat, he would wait a little bit. When we would play with him, if we ever got a little rough, you know what I mean? Just like you, you just get in intense a little bit. You're just having fun. You're not meaning anything by it. He would lurch back a little bit. See, but now he knows his mommy and daddy. And he knows he's safe with us. He knows our hearts. He knows how much we love him. He knows that no matter what he does, we're always going to love him. He knows that he's safe. He knows that he's adored. What if our relationship with God looked like that? No longer bound. There's no more chains holding me because my Father in Heaven is very, very fond of me. Be nicer to yourselves, people. Praise the Lord that you're free. All you gotta do is look up. He's never left you even when you thought you deserved it. Because he knows. My God, he knows. He is the God of good news. He is the God who welcomes the stranger. He is the God who provides. He is the God who makes a way. He is the God who provides what is needed. Abraham and Isaac, the Lord will provide. And he did. And in the process, he showed that he is not the God who asks us to sacrifice our children. He is the God who provides and is faithful to keep all his promises. And he's making all things new. See, I am making all things new. All of them. Isn't that wonderful? I'm free. Praise the Lord, I'm free. No longer bound. There's no more chains holding me. And sometimes when I feel kind of bound up, I just have to look up and realize it's just my mind getting to me. Or it's just the enemy. Or it's just a hard day. Or maybe you've had a hard month. Maybe it's been longer. But God's going to get you through it. You don't think he is? You'll see. Maybe you really want to believe it, but you don't think it's possible. And you think, I'm never going to get through this if I don't believe it. Oh, he's going to help you. He is going to help you, my friend. He is going to help show you that it's never been about what you could give him. But what about what he has been waiting to give to you. That's so true. And I heard that from a pastor friend. And it's so true. You just got to keep hanging in there. God is with you. God is for you. God is not holding this against you. God is for you. He's the one who sets you free. And hallelujah, I say. Hallelujah.